another mass shooting in the states. This one leaving three children and three adults dead at a Christian school in Nashville. Uh, The shooter had uh, allegedly seven legal guns and had planned this attack. And it is something that's left me, I think, just feeling so angry and frustrated because, let's face it, we are influenced here in Canada by the things that happen in the States. And every time something like this happens, I think a little idea is planted, that little seed becomes planted, and we have to do better. Even though these aren't our laws, we are very close to them. So we're going to get into it right now uh, with Washington correspondent for Global News, Reggie Cicchini, who is going to uh, give us some details about this horrific story. Reggie, thank you so much for joining me. Always appreciate it. Good afternoon. Reggie, let's just walk through a little bit of the the timeline of these events. This just happened yesterday in Nashville. It did just happen yesterday, and uh, in fact, it is a very short timeline based on when the initial call was made to police for shots fired inside the Covenant School uh, to when the victim uh, engaged with police officers and ultimately uh, wound up dead. Uh, That entire time frame lasting about 15 minutes from 10.13 local time to about 10.27 or 10.28 local time. Uh, Unfortunately, in the midst of those minutes, three faculty members at the school, all in their early 60s, a custodian, a substitute teacher, uh, and this school's uh, headmaster, along with three children uh, in and around nine years old, uh, lost their lives. Uh, police saying in, uh, in a news conference today that it is not believed that anybody particularly inside the school were targets. Uh, it was simply at random, but did note that the school itself may have been a target without elaborating on that. Reggie, this is after Tennessee had loosened some restrictions for who was able to obtain a firearm, right? Well, look, yes, Tennessee has loosened restrictions for who could obtain a firearm, uh, and this kind of leads into this broader conversation that happens each and every time uh, mm-hmm. we, we deal with, a, 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 whether it's a school shooting or just a mass shooting, as to what can be done to prevent this from going forward. And there are some states who say, look, we do not need to be uh, you know, making it more difficult for somebody to hold a gun or to exercise their Second Amendment of having a weapon, but then you'll have some Democrats, you'll have the president uh, of the United States saying, look, common sense gun reform needs to be put in place. Right. And they, they broaden this out, Chelsea, to say, look, dozens of years ago, cars uh, didn't require you to wear a seatbelt, or laws at least. Cars put seatbelts in. We didn't take licenses away. We didn't take vehicles away. So there is a conversation that at least Democrats and the president say can move forward with, well, look, we can do things without taking things away. The issue is there's resistance and a lack of appetite in order to do that. Isn't it now the majority of American people, though, that can look at these situations and say, we have got to make a change. I mean, you speak about the president, too. President Joe Biden said, look, I didn't think that when I started my career in public office that guns would be the number one killer of school children. Isn't isn't the majority of the public on the side of some sort of reform? You are right on two of those facts. Uh, the, 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 the number one killer of kids under the age of 19 is guns. And on the plus side of 75, I believe it's in and around 75 or 78 percent of the American public want to see some form of common sense gun reform. And look, this president uh, last year signed the Safer Communities Act, which was, you know, the biggest piece of gun legisl- gun safety legislation to move in this country in decades. Uh, and it, you know, 
introduced some loopholes. It made it more difficult to get a gun by increasing background checks. But the problem is, is that, you know, that was one piece of bipartisan legislation. And the president has now kind of exhausted, at least in his words, what he can do at the executive level to enforce things and is really now calling on Congress. And he's using these statistics that you are more likely to now die uh, by a gun if you are under 19 than any other, um, you know, means possible, uh, it's still not doing enough to move the needle with Republicans, and it's leading to this kind of evergreen discussion or debate in this country about what can be done to prevent the next. The problem is, as soon as the next one happens, it reverts back to, well, we need to be dealing with thoughts and prayers and not legislation, and then eventually it kind of falls to the back burner, and it's just a cyclical issue. God, thoughts and prayers don't do anything when you've had over 130 mass shootings this year in the States. It is crazy making. Reggie, let's go back to the details of this case. So what we know about the shooter, I mean, is there any detail in terms of motiv- motivation? I've seen some articles speaking about a manifesto that this person had and some details to carry this out. What do we know? So police are, are being very cautious about what information that they're releasing, especially when it comes to this manifesto of sort uh, that was found saying that there were writings that were uh, you know found on the shooter's body. There were also writings that were found uh, in the shooter and the suspect's vehicle and in their house. Uh, it, it, again, they said that the school was likely a target, not anybody else in the school. Uh, also saying that there potentially were additional um, areas that a shooting could have occurred, and that may have included a shopping center, but that it didn't end up going forward because security was simply too much, and this person you know, felt differently, or they're trying to still get into kind of the mindset uh, as to where the shooter was. But for a motive, they still are, are kind of on working theories and not really going forward with much. There's, you know, reports and speculation about who this person was and what their background might be, but ultimately there's very little that is known about the school, uh, about the shooter other than that they went to this school and, and seemed to, at least according to the surveillance footage that's been released, appear to just be shooting at random. Yeah, and there is a, a, some correspondence between this person and the shooter, I should say, and, uh, and a friend of theirs saying that they were really struggling and that they were going to do something bad, but I don't know that that's actually been verified um, or investigated further yet. There's also, Reggie, some really horrible things now in relation to the shooter being a transgender woman. And a lot of conversation now seems to be bringing to the surface a lack of understanding about what it means to be transgender, which is really, I think, in my opinion, muddying the issue. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be very careful about this because, number one, police have not um, gone into any detail about this, and they said that, you know, they're using using uh, the pronouns she and her when talking about the shooter, but they're not opening up much about uh, about how this person may have identified publicly or what this person, um, what their background might have been. But the issue is on a more broad uh, spectrum here. Uh, this is something that's being picked up by uh, the far right. It's being perpetuated now across right-wing media, uh, these issues surrounding transgender. And what it's doing is inflaming an issue that is completely separate from, uh, from what is being experienced in Nashville. It is now conflating, uh, you know, issues around uh, transgender and and the LGBTQIA community and then violence uh, in Tennessee to kind of put things together. And there are concerns here that this could lead to backlash. It could lead to violence that may erupt against people from uh, from the queer community. Sure. Um, and, and so, again, without trying to get in, in front of an investigation that I don't have any idea about, um, it, it is starting to kind of pick up chatter in the darker parts of the Internet. And this could lead to secondary and tertiary crises 
in a country that is already kind of struggling with, um, you know, the, 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 the hate and the violence that has already been displayed towards members uh, of the trans community. Sure. But appreciating, as you said, Reggie, that this is an ongoing investigation and those details, those concrete details are still yet to come out. Reggie, thank you so much for your work on this and for your time. Thank you. Reggie Giacchini is the Washington correspondent for Global News. It, it's a shocking story, and it's one that happens so frequently now. There have been 133 mass shootings that have left four or more people dead in the States this year alone. In March, there have been 10 days where there has not been a mass shooting in the States. It, it, we're in the 28th day of March, and there's been 10 days in the States that have not had a mass shooting. It is unbelievable and shocking to me that something is not being done about this in, in a more substantial way.